1: I think it's pretty tough It's it's very tough Especially during the pandemic When everyone has to stay at home um, I do know of people Who are like Very happy Enjoying like You know Family time Like oh you know You get to cook at home uh, You get to do Instead of like Family Sundays You get to do like Family everydays. And some people Are really really Enjoying themselves And they've said That the pandemic Has brought them closer To um, their family mm-hmm. But for some people It's actually become Increasingly tougher And um, I think it's important That we talk about it We'll be What's up, it's us, Gerald and Kim, for another episode of The Naked Truth. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to all our previous episodes. Um, a lot of people were responding to us on DMs as well. And this week's topic, I feel like a lot of you guys are going to find it quite relevant also.
0: <laughs> yes, um, it's all, well, some families have this, some families don't. So whether or not you have it, you know, at home uh, in terms of toxic relationships, uh, let's just have a little chat about it, yeah? You know, when, when we come, when we talk about toxic relationships we within the family it's, it's a little bit taboo because you know for most people um we, we don't share with with outsiders or if we do have it we try and pretend like we don't you know we, we try and shake it off but but uh, today let's let's deep dive into this topic toxic relatives like it seems like everyone has got them you know and uh, it's usually yeah. the season of Chinese New Year <laughs>
1: But I think, like, beyond just, like, relatives, like, say, for example, your aunties or grandparents, uh, perhaps, that like, you only see um, not so frequently, we also um, want to focus on, like, family members, so... Um, I think this actually this topic actually came about because of the pandemic so um, with everybody working from home you know um, some kids as well are like you know staying at home a lot more some people are actually um, stuck at home they can't go into the office and we have seen a rise in a lot of um, a lot of um, cases for example say domestic abuse violence um, there are a lot of people who are becoming increasingly um, depressed anxious as well as stressed out and a lot of it is actually due to um, say like family relationships that actually aren't as rosy as it seems because Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody's like concept of what a family should be is like, oh, you know, like they're the closest to you. They should be the ones there for you and stuff like that. And while a lot of that could be true, which is great. um, It's also important to acknowledge that not everyone has that privilege, I guess. And sometimes um, it is the people who are closest to us who make things um, a little bit more difficult than they have to be.
0: That's right. Okay, i will come up with a list of uh, a few, you know, like signs, toxic behaviour. Let's just go through them and... And see if you know um they actually contribute to a toxic relationship or you know as a toxic relative do they have Hi. these things okay so <laughs> number one, do you think Kim that not showing concern for your feelings needs or rights is a form of toxic behavior?
1: Um, I think this is a yes no for me. I think mm. it's how they show the concern. So like just if they don't say I love you doesn't mean that they don't because right. like especially for Asian cultures like you know right. sometimes I love you is like. Uh, you eat lunch or do not <laughs> you yes, know that. Yes, yes. I love you so I think I think it depends on how you receive love also it might not necessarily be that they're not showing concern yeah. okay
0: so it doesn't mean yeah doesn't mean that if, they, but if
1: the- they have no regard for it like they don't care at all then yeah like, I guess that's not not cool like, yeah.
0: okay that's, that's half a check right yeah. <laughs> next one Um, if someone in your family mem- uh, in your family is always being very critical of your every move is that toxic behavior
1: Um, I think this is also Um, half-half for example it's also a way like some people show love but I think it's always important that okay let's just disclaim this from the very beginning like it's always 50-50 because how you show your love and affection might not be how someone receives it and the way you show it could be very toxic for the person on the other end if it's not um, the way that you know they understand Mm. so if you're just going to like scolding the person or being critical because you see like you care then um you might want to kind of like alter that a little bit yeah Yeah,
0: i think it also um involves the uh, the person at the receiving end if you are just yeah. quiet you know then this person may not know um that yeah. you don't like it so yeah if, if you were to to reply and say can you not say this because it hurts me yeah. But if that that relative is you know going to continue to to be be funny and, and be be critical, then I guess that is that will contribute to you know yeah. having toxic behavior. So, it, so we're
1: talking about the, that that one fifty percent, okay? So just yeah. focus on that fifty percent.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Next one would be always having to be right. So for example, they will say <laughs> that I'm the i sen- I'm a senior relative. You know, whatever you think is wrong, you have to listen to me.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely very very toxic because mm. you're not opening um you know your yourself up to say conversations different opinions and like different experiences in life just because uh you know the kids might be younger it doesn't mean that they know less per se they, they could be very good in some other things yeah
0: that's right and uh that's that's definitely a check in in the in the, in the box yeah mm-hmm. okay um this this is like very obvious it's toxic relation uh well you you would have a toxic relative if this person does this and that is to always blame people for their mistakes, but when it's when it comes to them, they will say no, I'm I'm right.
1: 100 percent toxic. <laughs> I think this is applicable not just to say family or like relatives, yeah. Even like yeah. say friends, uh people in your workplace. You know, when it's a good thing, they take credit for it. When it's not a good thing, oh, it wasn't my idea, somebody else is them, is them. Yeah.
0: That's right, that's right. Okay, yeah. next one. Um, okay, we, we all live in this this culture where as a senior member of the family you know you 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 shouldn't be saying sorry but do you think saying sorry is important
1: i think saying sorry is very important because when you say sorry it's not that your ego gets bruised which is a very strange mentality like i feel like for the um all generation at least saying sorry is like so difficult but when you say sorry it actually helps the people around you like Realize that okay, you do feel that you know perhaps you might not always be correct, and you know you are open to hearing what other people have to say. Mm. If you just refuse to apologize for something that you have done, that is wrong or said that it's hurtful then to them it's like i'm trying to explain to you why this is hurtful but it seems like you don't care maybe you care but you just don't want to like bruise your ego so you don't want to say sorry but hmm. sorry is, is is actually quite a powerful word yeah but,
0: but I, I spoke to somebody before and this person told me that i cannot say sorry because the moment i say sorry only my kids will climb over my head and in the future this against me so how how then <laughs>
1: I mean, that is a mentality and a perspective, right? Which I feel is ingrained in a lot of people, especially Asian cultures. Mm-hmm. Like Asian cultures, we just, we don't say, I love you. We don't say thank you. We don't say, I'm sorry. I feel like the thank you maybe is more common nowadays, which is great. But the other two is like, you you have to like maneuver your way around to kind of like get it out. Yeah. So, um, and I think this actually is a good lead into um, some of the, the situations that you guys have actually shared with us on like how you feel when you have like a toxic family member yeah. so um I think it's pretty tough it's, it's very tough especially during the pandemic when everyone has to stay at home um I do know people who are like very happy enjoying like you know family time like oh you know you get to cook at home uh you get to do it instead of like family Sundays, you get to do like family everydays, And some people are really, really enjoying themselves. And they've said that the pandemic has brought them closer to um, their family. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's actually become increasingly tougher. And um I think it's important that we talk about it.
0: That's right. That's right. Okay. Wh- uh, another one here. Y- you know what's guest lighting? Yeah. Yeah. Guest lighting is like, you know, it's a form of manipulation, if you ask me.
1: Uh, how- it's almost like blaming the person and like, Okay, so for example, you're in a situation, right? And then obviously has yeah. happened. Um, instead of, say, trying to be understanding or like, you know, listening to what the person has to say first, you kind of like just blame it on the person yeah. or almost like create a situation whereby like if you didn't say this, it, this would not have happened when That's right. it obviously was not even... It's, it's like guilt-tripping, you know, it, right? Yeah, it's like guilt-tripping. Almost like guilt-tripping, but I guess even worse, yeah.
0: Okay, I, I, I have one last one and this is a definite yes. If you, I, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and if you're going through our checklist, this one, if you experience this, it is, uh, well, a toxic relative, and you need to stay far away from this person, okay? And that is physical abuse. Um, oh, there's yeah. no primary reason for anybody to actually do that because that's that's something that you know um, nobody's supposed to be be experiencing. So if you if there's any form of physical abuse, don't accept it. That is toxic relationship.
1: I feel like this is such a such a vague <laughs> when we say abuse. Obviously we do not stand for it. And um there are people who have been I would say very, very poorly treated. I also like grew up in a household where by the cane was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was kind of just like very normal. So um I think it, the, the the definition of it is is just very strange. But nowadays less and less um, violence is used in disciplinary um disciplinary, um children, which is I guess very good. But it's it's such a it's such a tough line because um I also do want to say I, I know of people who their children are actually very manipulative. Like, Mm. they are, like, Mm -mm. snowflakes. I don't want to say snowflakes, but literally, like, like, the parent could actually be reasonably telling you, say... Hey, um, you spend four hours on the computer. I really need you to get off the computer and can you help with some household chores? That's and not the kid's you know. <laughs> No, that's not. And the kid will literally like flip and like, you know, like go like crazy and be like, yeah. oh, you're always forcing me to do chores. You're abusing me. Like, I'm not a slave. I'm only like, you know, 16 years old. Why do I have to clean the house? Uh that's a brat, okay? That's just yeah. seriously breathy behavior. Oh, sorry. You, you have it yeah. like this, yeah. <laughs>
0: When I say physical abuse, it would mean, you know, like like slamming your face in the wall, um uh, yeah. cutting you or whatever, you know, that 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 kind of physical abuse la. Uh, yeah, harming
1: you physically, harming you this like physically. Correct,
0: yeah. correct. Um and yeah, that's a very fine line. I mean, when it comes to caning <laughs> uh that that one, you know, that there are different variations of that force as well. Like
1: last time yeah, like last time when my parents like came me, like super funny, okay. So like we had like a almost like a system sort of like if I if I didn't do well from like my spelling test and something. It's almost like I feel like it was very common last time when people use pain as motivation. So if you get like, instead of 10 upon 10, you get nine upon 10, then yeah, I get wet on the head like one time. And I was just like, what? Nine upon 10 is pretty good. <laughs> but obviously nowadays, like, you know, as, as we grow and mature in society, it's like, you know, parents become more educated as well. I guess that has kind of like dialed back a lot because last time in the past people in a way, they didn't really know how, or what was the right way or the better way to say discipline your kids? I wouldn't say we were abused, but I would just say that we were like a trial and error generation. <laughs> some people got it way worse,
0: yeah, you know okay so 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 that that one of course um it varies you know according to the household as well it depends on if if I'm a kid, if I really need to know whether or not you know it's it's time for me to to call them out or like to to escape from 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 whatever i'm experiencing i think to talk to somebody um like a friend or like a i don't know someone who's a teacher for example i think that would give you a better gauge because uh yeah i mean us growing up as well we 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 won't we will never know you know as a as a young kid
1: yeah stuff. honestly honestly as kids you'll never know and some kids like cry before they even get work I've, I've literally seen it happen before and mm. like, they're like and the kids are like a ah! <laughs> like, great actor but anyways okay so so that aside like like let's just put all of that aside um i think today the focus that we want to talk about is the toxicity of the relationship so okay. these were like just signs like all these things are like you know potential signs that we're we're sharing with you so you maybe can identify um, and like Gerald said, a lot of us actually don't realize it. Even as adults, it's not just kids, yeah. Even as adults, sometimes you don't realize um, that this is a form of, say, emotional blackmail, or um, you know, just toxic family relationships. But you you feel upset all the time when you're at home. Um, you feel like you know it's it's just very gloomy, or you feel like uncomfortable because you can't be yourself in a space. Where you're supposed to be the most comfortable. Um, I think that kind of contributes to a degree of like toxicity. Obviously, there's the very mild ones, which is fine. I guess it's, it's okay. You can talk it out, you can work it out. And then there's the very extreme ones whereby, you know, you for your own like well-being, you actually have to leave the place. You have to get out of the house. And um we actually have some stories that um, people shared with us. So um, we're going to share them with you and perhaps you might be able to um, relate a thing or uh, to a thing or two, okay? Um, Some people actually say that, yeah, it took me a long time to realize the harmful impact on the type of discipline my parents um, had on me. Sadly, I only started noticing this when I saw my siblings raising their children with the same type of toxicity as like how our parents raised us. And it, it just showed me that, oh my gosh, this is something that we went through as kids. And my sibling has become like a shadow of my parents because this is the only way they understand how to discipline their kids. And me as an aunt, I'm seeing it from the outside third party point of view. And I'm suddenly realizing that, oh my gosh, this is actually not very cool. like It has a very traumatic emotional impact on the child and even though they don't beat the child or anything it's like that whole idea of guilt tripping the kid into doing certain things Mm. that is actually not very healthy for them and it took me to realize it took me a long time to realize it i'm only realizing it now that i've become an auntie
0: oh man yeah i i was quite lucky lah you know when i was growing up because i'm the only child right and i'm not spoiled my parents don't spoil me but um i i I don't (laughs) know really really uh <laughs> like,
1: actually, I, honestly you're not spoiled to be very honest yeah yeah
0: i i try to you know like earn what i what i what i want for example if i let's say you know i want a toy you know i i tell yeah. them. uh but they won't give it to me immediately you know it would be more of like you know i i would need to prove myself before i can yeah. actually the toy and um when it comes to like going to toys R us for example you know i uh, i i used to have i mean i have an auntie who who would tell me, you know, uh, for your birthday, let's go to Toys R Us, pick out anything you want. Um, wow. but when I came home with all the toys, my parents said, no, you can only choose one and the rest you have to donate. So I, I don't think I actually grew up in that phase where, where I was fought. Uh, but yeah. the thing is, um, when I went to school, I, I hear a lot of stories and, and these stories are very real. So I. Yeah. I couldn't quite understand, like, you know, I, it it, it, came, it was more of like, you know, are you lying to me that your parents are doing this to you uh, and mm. stuff like that? So as I, as I grew up more, I came to realize that, you know, these things are quite real and, and they are happening to yeah. my friends around me. So if yeah. you're experiencing something like that as well at home, if you feel like, you know, you're, you're feeling a bit sad and you can't seem to shake off that experience as well, I think it's very important to talk to somebody. Um, and yeah, we'll,
1: we'll share. We'll share with you a few like things that you can do. Uh, yeah. you know, if you are experiencing this um later on as well. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's actually a very real thing, like Joe said. Yeah.
0: So I had a friend, right, who told me this, and that is um, because you know, she's got like three other siblings. And okay. um, she's not the favorite one. And from right. the many years of, of of her telling me, you know, uh, about this, uh, the 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 experience at home and stuff like that, everything that she she does, right, it's wrong. And everything that her brother is doing is always right, even though that, that right. you know, she's done it before. So <laughs> she, she couldn't find a way to actually tell her parents that, hey, you know what, you should stop because, you know, it's hurting me inside. Every time I go to bed, yeah. I cry. So how do people cut off that kind of experience, like like, like put a stop to it?
1: Mm, I, okay, actually, this is one of the stories that um, was shared also, like this person said, my grandfather values guys over girls, he le- he will always criticize the girls, but like the boys are like, you know, golden children. So I haven't been visiting him for half a year. Um, I feel like this is also one of those very Asian culture things. We mm-hmm. <laughs> have a lot of these things. Um, that you know, boys are like more important because they carry like the family name. and and I feel like these are they're very deeply rooted traditions in the minds of, say, perhaps the older generation. And not everybody is is quick enough to evolve with um, society. So we have to i think I think it's very important to understand this. Like for me personally, this was something I felt was very helpful. Um, you have to understand that people's behavior towards you, is a reflection of themselves, but not what you do. And the moment you realize that, oh my gosh, your mind just like switches mm-hmm. completely because you understand that it's not your fault, number one, aka you didn't do anything wrong. It's You didn't ask to be treated like that and stuff. Um, and number two, there's very little you can do to control it. You you pretty much just sympathize with this person. So we have to understand like, for example, grandparents or like the older, older generation, they grew up in a very different type of like context, like, you know, the environment, their thought process, what they knew was right and wrong is completely different from us. Like last time girls had to like, you know, fight to go to school. Like, you know, they were supposed to stay at home, give birth to children, cook and clean the house. But now look at us, like, you know, women are out there in the workforce, Um, you know, like gender roles have become more neutral. Like you've got fathers staying at home and taking care of kids. We talked about this like last week also. Mm -hmm. So um, our kids and us, we're growing up in a different generation And we're like the in-between So we still get like the tradition and sometimes we still hold on to that But we also understand there's a need to modernize and neutralize certain things So that our kids can actually grow up with more perspectives So the moment you realize that how the person behaves, no matter how bad is really not your fault, it's because of their own character then you can start to, I feel like, at least the first step to heal and recover. Um, The other thing that's important is detachment, like what Gerald said. Like, sometimes when it's too toxic, it's important to stay away. And I think that's actually the challenge for a lot of people because um, a lot of us, aka Asians again, we live in our parents' house until, like, either you get married or, like, you know, um, they're no longer around. It's a very normal thing for us to um, be living together as a family unit for a long long time whereas if you look at say western cultures um, some people actually say they feel that you know being apart from the parents has helped to bring them closer because they don't live together they don't have to constantly and eternally focus on trying to balance their parents mentality and perceptions and behavior versus their own growth so they have room to grow And they only have to connect with their parents when, you know, they meet up. So the detachment is is really important and more and more um, youth or should I say young adults these days are actually looking at options as like renting or, you know, even say taking an attachment overseas because they do find that some distance is actually um, pretty good. Um, the other thing that I actually thought was very useful because it's not easy for everybody to be detached or rent a house, right? Um, the other person actually said it's to introduce new activities to um, these family members. For example, um, this person's story is actually quite interesting. So my parents and I have had a very strange relationship ever since I was a kid. I am in a family of four siblings and I am the only daughter. So they actually dote on me the most. But because of that, I'm also the most pressured. AKA, I will get the most scoldings. I will have, the, they have the most expectations on me. And I'm also the one person who is expected to always be there um, at my parents' back and call because they feel that that is the daughter's duty. So even though I was technically the favorite child, I was constantly very stressed out and the pressure was just too much for me. One day I decided to move out. Um, But my parents were obviously angry. They said that a girl moving out is just completely wrong and it's not right. There's no dignity in a girl moving out, which until today I don't get. So I realized that what I needed to do was if I'm not moving out of the house, I needed to get them out of the house or busy with something else. And I started to introduce and sign my parents up for various courses, community service, uh, community center activities, as well as introduce them to various friend and Facebook groups that they could hang out with and true enough, when they started going out there, I guess as youngsters, because we have more activities and friends and perspe- perception, uh, we talk to people a little bit more and we're a bit more chill that way. But when my parents started going out, making friends and doing more activities, they had less time to harp on me as well as focus all their energy on me. And we ended up having a much better relationship. So maybe try it out.
0: There are ways to actually uh escape from from these you know toxicity but uh one, when when my friend told me this it really hit me and she was like actually yes i can close the door i can not bother i can you know <laughs> go on my friends do my stuff but i still yearn for their love so yeah of course so the fact that you know um because i still yearn for that love and and it's it's kind of love that i can never get that is what is haunting me that's what is it's making me very sad so um, I'm very glad that you know my 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 friend is now happily married and uh she's she's having a, a really good time with her family. But because you know uh that she, you know she's got she's older now and you know she's married and everything, she's become closer to her parents. So
1: yeah, you know
0: things I, things might change for the better in the future. So don't don't think that you know it's going to be the end of the road right now. If you're feeling yeah,
1: it. I think okay. I think that's really good, and like it's uh, for a lot of people that is often the experience. You know, when there's a bit more distance, the, there's actually a lot more closeness as well. But I think it's also very, very important to understand that sometimes it never becomes okay, and that's okay as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's like something yep. that's really hard for a lot of people because you know you you yearn for that i guess that you know gel in the relationship like for something to become better and sometimes it does for a little while and then it gets really bad again yeah. i think it's really really important to know that it's okay to not be okay yeah um and also sometimes it's it's really just the way it is and if you've tried your best you know as as a family member to mm. kind of mend that relationship and it's not it's not reciprocated then um it's it's okay it's, it's not your fault Like you know, don't don't feel bad about it. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I think the worst thing is to compare. Yeah, you
1: can always hope. You can always hope. Yeah, but it's 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 not your fault if you know it's it's just not going the way you expect it to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have more friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's
1: important. (laughs) Correct. Yeah.
0: And it doesn't mean that, um, okay. I mean, okay, so how do I put this? So a lot of people say that you know, family comes first, family is the most important, you know. But if you if you're not feeling that amount of of love that you should and you you feel that you should be experiencing then yeah you talk to a friend it doesn't mean that you know you must always support a toxic family
1: yeah yeah do your best and your your best is good enough that's what i feel and um tell you
0: whether or not your your family is really toxic so (laughs) you have to have a gauge
1: okay no no no. i I really think that's a 50 50 because that's a very like lousy perspective don't listen to everything (laughs) i feel like like if if you really are having this these kind of issues it's it's very emotionally and mentally straining if anything you should be talking to a therapist because at least they'll be able to be objective and offer you you know a more neutral perspective and they might be able to say identify help you to identify the areas that you can work on instead of you just trying your best and you know that's just not working because with professionals, they can identify, say, perhaps your trauma, or perhaps, you know, even the trauma of your family member and why they're behaving this way. And then you can from there, you know, slowly start to like massage it in. And that's a lot better as well. Um, I, I do I have experience um seeing like friends telling friends like this and that, because no matter what your friends, they want to try and support you. Um, and it's not always it's not always the most effective way. It's good to have friends to support you for sure. But, you know, if you really, really feel like, okay, I want to do something about it. And emotionally as well as mentally, you're so strong, like so high strung because of this. Um, speak to a professional. There's nothing embarrassing about it. In fact, it's, if anything, it's it's going to be much, much better. For That's you, right.
0: Yeah. That's right. And if you're um, experiencing violence at home as well, there's a number you can call, which is one 800 777-000 um, mm-hmm. and this is where you can get help from um, the MSF uh, also yes. just recently right this is pretty cool I think I, I want to share this and that is you know on the app called White Coat um, besides <laughs> the, like like, a, like if you're having a fever you get uh, you know like
1: it's uh, a teleconsultation yeah, yeah via the app yeah
0: besides that as well you can get um, you know professionals to help you out with yes you know, you think that you are feeling sad about, yeah, they have got psychiatrists on on teleconsult for you as well.
1: Yes, yes, they have therapists and psychiatrists, and they just and it's so convenient. You don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to go and find it yourself. You can actually yeah. just go on the app called White Code. Yeah, you just choose like you you want to see normal doctor GP. You want to see you want to see a therapist, psychiatrist. Anyways, I just want to say I, I feel very encouraged by the statistics of people actually um, going for therapy these days. In fact, during the pandemic, especially. um... Like statistically, there has been a huge increase in more and more people um, seeking, say, mental well-being, say, coaching almost. You don't have to be depressed or anxious or upset to see a therapist and a psychiatrist. Sometimes, in fact, I have friends and a lot of them are entrepreneurs. I have a lot of friends who actually see um, therapists. Because they want to make sure that they have a clear mind so that when they make, say, business decisions, they can be objective and they can be very certain and they can be very strong about, you know, their confidence as well. Because confidence is is important, especially when it comes to doing a business, right? You have to have like very sharp, you know, um, like, you know, thought processes. So think of going for therapy, like exercise for the mind. Because mm-hmm. you don't know how to exercise it yourself. You go to someone like going to a gym instructor who will teach you how to exercise your mind. And only then can you keep your mind in like tip-top position. And in many cases, not just does it help your mind, it also helps like your body and your soul. So um, I think it's great that it's becoming like normalized, you know, to to see like therapists and chi- yes. psychiatrists. It's no longer like an emotional problem. It's a more of, like just... Of I want to exercise my brain. I want to exercise my mind and my body and soul. So it's it's really, really good. It's like going for yoga. <laughs> That's
0: right. And you don't have to be shy about it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that wraps things up for this week's episode. Um, by the way, this is the final episode for this season. And thank yes. you for all your, you know, comments on your DMs as well uh, to help us out with coming up with different topics. In fact, we're going to go for one short little break, like a, like a season break. But we'll be back again, you know, before you know it. And we need your help. If you've got anything that's that's um troubling you, for example, or anything that, you know, um after all these different episodes that you've been listening to, you you, th- you think you know you want us to talk about as well, you can always um send us, you know, a DM on our social pages 987FM, 987 FM, Jericho987 or Oh House Range
1: yeah actually you know what please uh, reach out to us we've received so many messages but usually the messages we receive are like after you've listened to the episode and you're like oh my gosh guys that was so relevant to me and we love to hear that thank you so much for reaching out to us but also you please feel free to you know share with us perhaps you know a situation that you're in and maybe you are uh, want you know like different perspectives on uh perhaps you have a little issue that you've been facing you can share that with us also it could even be a happy thing you want to know if any everybody's experienced you know this thing before like for For example, we can also talk about things like, you know, having a baby. What are the things you need to prepare? Because Gerald's going to be facing that very, very soon. Yeah, that
0: could be the first Uh, topic.
1: Season. yeah you know problems that uh young mummies and daddies might be facing like how do I get my child to stop you know crying like all the time am I doing something wrong um you know what share with us so that you know we can actually go through the topics and pick out you know some of the most like exciting and interesting ones and uh we can research a little bit before coming back to you
0: you know what the next season let's let's put on some of our listeners uh and you know the listeners perspective sometimes could be golden as well you know like like I, if I need help for First-time parents, I need you to tell us more. So let's let's do that. Let's find a way to to, to make this a little bit more. Forward, yeah. Happy. Yeah. And yeah. if you enjoy, you know, all these uh, different podcasts called "The Naked Truth" by us, Gerald and Kim, please please share your love and share these podcasts by, by subscribing to Me Listen or Apple Podcasts and then share them with yeah. your friends.
1: yay Okay. We will catch up with you guys soon. Remember to DM us and bye, donut. Oh. <laughs> donut. <laughs> okay. Bye Bye bye